0: Nine two five three seven
1: seven star. You have a plan for your life, you've set goals, you know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding star style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living on Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your
2: dreams. Well, we hope you are in the party mood today. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, be the star you are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are 501c3 charity. We're your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you are listening to us live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So instead of waiting for something better to happen in your lives, you're tuned in here and we're going to help you create it. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity that will have a booth this Saturday at the Pear and Wine Festival in Moraga. So please join us for more information. Visit btsya.org and click on events. And this is uh, from, I'm not really sure who it's from, but I liked it. It is character... <laughs> the unknown is the, artist. The unknown, exactly. Source unknown. <laughs> character is the ability to follow through on a commitment after the initial enthusiasm has passed. And i the reason I like that one, Heather, think about it. Character is the ability to follow through on a commitment after the initial enthusiasm has passed. I think about how often... We get excited about an idea or an event or something that we're going to do, and then all of a sudden we realize, hmm, you know, it's not going to be as much money, or maybe uh, there's something just a little bit off about it, but we've already made the commitment to do it, and I believe in integrity, and I think once you make a commitment, you've got to follow through, so... Whoever made that up, okay, bravo. <laughs> so in today's show, here's what we're going to be doing today. is We're first of all coming up right now in Health Matters. Our health hero, Heather Brittany, is going to help us understand the latest research about coffee, that cup of java that we have every day. Is it a rich source of antioxidants? Is it protecting us against anything or should we not be drinking it at all? We're also going to talk about harvest time and all the fruits and vegetables. You know, welcome, Autumn. It is, the, what, the second day of fall now, so it's time to bring in the crops and put the hoe down. And so we'll talk hmm. about that. <laughs> and, and the final segment, I'm going to talk about traveling in Costa Rica because I've just returned from there. It was amazing, and Costa Rica is this wonderful a diverse ecosystem that is home to more than five hundred species, 500,000 um, animal species. And so we're going to talk about all the beautiful things that you can do if you go there. So diving right in to our first uh, segment, uh, speaking of coffee, you know, there's a lot of new studies uh, that have been extolling the benefits of that cup of java. But Heather, how much is uh, is that true? And, you know, is it one cup? Two cups, half a cup, tell us a little bit more about what you've learned about a coffee and the good and the bad.
3: Yeah, well, as you said, a cup a day, two cups, three cups, a pot, whatever it is, it always seems like each week there's some new study. We hear this all the time with many things. One week they're saying, this is great for you, you know, it can cure anything from cancer to heart disease, to the next thing they're saying, it you know, can stunt your growth, it will keep you up all night. So what is it? Is it good? Is it bad? So just kind of compiled a bunch of recent studies and new information that's been out and listed to the pros and the cons of this stuff. So... Um you know, basically you need to be the judge for yourself of what it means for you. So a cup a day keeps the, and the first thing I would say, the eye doctor away. So actually a recent um, Cornell University study found that caffeine um, helps actually with caffeine with, uh, I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, I'm sorry, chlorinogranic acid, which is an antioxidant um, that actually helps prevent prevent, um, the degeneration of the retina in your eyes. So, Um, Again, many things you know. They say it's keeping you alert when you're drinking your coffee. Well, it could also be helping your eyes keep alert. Like, and I know sometimes, um, you know, you really need. I personally really need that cup of coffee to get going in the morning. Um, Coffee is the most popular drink in the world, and they also sort of say that it's one of the most socially acceptable. Um, abuse drugs because caffeine, when it comes down, is considered a drug. Um, Heather, is it, is
2: it more popular than tea? Because like in China and a lot of the Asian countries, tea is so huge. So, or well, they, I mean, you could say, comparable?
3: I'm, I'm sure according to these things, they're saying that this is based on retail sales um, of that kind of consumption. Oh, got it. When really it comes right. down that to it, sense. you could say water is the most consumed water is that they... But this is based on the most sold product, similar to uh, the most uh, popular condiment in the world is salsa, which you wouldn't think of because America, I would think ketchup, but because there is so much uh, Latin countries and products sold over there. So it's looking through, you know, things can always be skewed by certain things, but uh, retail sale-wise, um, that they've discovered that coffee is the most consumed, um, the most consumed beverage. Um, another thing: a cup a day keeps the psychiatrist away. A Harvard University study showed that. Um, found that people who drank two to four cups of coffee a day were less likely um, to have suicidal thoughts or have incidents of depression. Now, uh, something on the side thing of it is that sometimes people can, because there is it is a stimulant, caffeine being the drug being a stimulant, um, a lot of times you hear that people say when they drink too much coffee they get headaches or when they they say, you know, I I need to stop drinking coffee because I'm staying up late at night, that people have withdrawals from it. And as you know with many things, Things when you uh, take that away from your body, people can go through an emotional thing. A lot of times, you know, it can be anger, it can be depression. As we know, sometimes people. I'm one of those people that uh, you know, if I that kind of like, if I haven't had my cup of coffee in the morning, you don't want to talk with me. That kind of thing, that early morning type stuff. So. Again, it's what what is personally into your own lifestyle. Um, another thing, a cup a day keeps the cardiologist away. Um, moderate. Now they do say the key word here is moderate consumption of coffee can actually reduce someone's risk of heart disease. But too what are I calling moderate,
2: Heather? What's moderate? Is that yeah? Too so much? that's that's, 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 that's the the your own thing. thing. They
3: they didn't exactly say what they determined moderate is. So that's the. Same thing, um, you know, I feel like any of these antioxidants or any of these studies, just how they say uh, a glass of wine, you know, is good for your heart, it's good for your health, um, but that's saying a glass of wine. Anything beyond that, they say the, the, um, the benefits. uh, Diminish, and then it's not as helpful. So I don't know if they're saying a moderate is a cup a day or a cup a week. They just said moderate consumption for risk of heart disease. Um, In addition to preventing all these trips with oxygen, coffee also um, has been linked to benefits regarding Parkinson's disease. Um, Another study found that it could significantly lower incidence um, in Parkinson's altogether, reducing type 2 uh, diabetes risk. And also risk of prostate cancer. Now, this does not mean coffee is some, uh, in all in all that, you know, no longer trips to the doctor. It's just saying there are some positive side effects. Um, also some of the downsides of drinking that cup of coffee. Uh, one of the most obvious downsides of coffee, um, and especially coming from daughter of a dentist, is, uh, they will attack those pearly white teeth of yours. Uh, and they play a significant role of uh, staining your teeth or dentures or whatever it may be, Um, and the effects can last a long time. And, I mean, hey, that's keeping one thing, keeping my dad in in business, but I definitely can see it. I consider, you know, there's times that I feel like I have really white teeth. I try to use uh, a uh, toothpaste that has baking soda. That's another home remedy. You can uh, brush your teeth with baking soda, additional to using uh, regular toothpaste. But um, the stains on your teeth, same thing with red wine. It stains your teeth so... I always think of
2: red wine, but I didn't really think of coffee, although it's true. If you ever spill a cup of coffee on a rug or, you know, anything, it's really hard to get out unless you have that, uh, what's it called, the exterminator stuff. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, the, no, that's when I would say coffee stains on a teeth. That's a big thing with, with, with whitening. So um, I, a good thing, you know, if you have the ability to, is that after drinking coffee or seeing things such as red wine, but especially coffee, um, if you are able to brush after. I mean, I can instantly see when I take a, a sip of coffee that you get that film residue on it. And something interesting, um, as you being a woman who loves French press, um, French press and Turkish, those are the ones are not using filters that you're, you know, doing. I think if you can make it correctly, it's delicious and lovely. Um, but interesting enough, um, French press and Turkish ones actually put you at a higher risk um, of higher cholesterol or you're being exposed to more cholesterol. And why? Um, is because it contains cholesterol, which is a stimulant of the LDL. Then those are the bad cholesterol levels. So actually using paper filters through, you know, the other regular coffee machines, um, it actually ca- uh, helps capture and reduce uh, your exposure to this cholesterol. So making it safer to drink for those um, who have cholesterol well, problems. Well, now that's
2: interesting. See, I never, knew th- I never knew that because it is true when you drink a uh, café presse, anything that's pressed, you do often get the residual uh, at the bottom.
3: Yeah, and um, so other things, again, the negative things, um, some they say, you know, with uh, pregnant women to avoid uh, drinking coffee because there has been links between miscarriages and low birth weights. Um, another thing is that coffee consumption can result in insomnia. We all know sometimes you're working later in the evening, you have that coffee, and before you know it, it's late at night, and you can't figure out why you're so tired. One, that's why the reason we get we drink coffee, it is that stimulant, it's that it keeps us awake, it keeps us going. Um, and they, you know, they do make decaffeinated. It still has some little bit of coffee that's, and you can sort of, not uh, coffee, caffeine. And you can sort of view that as almost a non-alcoholic beer, that people are drinking it for the taste of it, almost the placebo effect that they like the taste. And it feels like, oh, I'm getting that uh, awake thing, but you're not getting the full amount of caffeine. You're not getting that alcohol from it. You're not getting the real buzz. It's sort of this, uh, Self created thing for you. So if you're going to be drinking coffee in the evening, a best thing, and if you're drinking it purely because you want the taste, I would recommend a decaffeinated coffee. Um, also, you know, there's a good thing, as I said before, is it being considered a drug. And um, it is, I, again, I could get on a tangent about what things should and should not be uh, legal as well as regulated in this country. I feel if we legalize the whole marijuana thing of how much revenue this country would have legally. Um, But um, even though caffeine is considered a drug, it is a federal uh, regulated, the government owns it. Um, When you try to cut back on a safe limit, you know, you... People have withdrawals. That's why people get caffeine headaches. That's why people feel grouchy when they haven't had it. Um, I know for a long time when I was working medical, I mean, I was up, you know, we were working pretty much 12-hour days. I'd be up from 5 five a.m., get home around 7 p.m. and be exhausted. And in clinic, we would probably go through for two to five uh, pots of coffee a day, and I was totally the people I had to have my coffee in the morning. I did not function. And as my schedule changed, I wasn't drinking it as much anymore. And now, you know, I drink, but now, especially since it's a little warmer, uh, ice cups, but I don't have it every day. And I have become more of a tea drinker again. Um and with that being said, a lot of times that when people don't have it, you know, they have that grouchiness, they, they feel the withdrawal system, systems of it. So, um, be aware of those things. And, and also, I mean, there's, there's so many good and negative things. The, the thing is how you really relate it to yourself. How much coffee do you drink a day? Um, and something, too, to consider is coffee in its purest form, um, just a cup of coffee, is very low in calories. There's probably maybe about five calories uh, per uh, eight-ounce cup. However, there is, I believe, 250 or 500 milligrams of caffeine. So just imagine that. um, And a lot of times if you've ever seen those caffeine pills or, you know, no-dose, if you look on the back, what it says is, you know, this pill is um, the equivalent of one cup or two cups of coffee. So a lot of, you know, those pills, I'm not recommending you take, you know, those caffeine pills or anything like that. But... Um, that's what they're basing it on. So, those, so these one cups of coffee or even those energy drinks, a lot of times they'll show a comparison of what it is to a cup of coffee.
2: Um, Heather, think, did you find at all in any of your research that just even the smell of coffee does something to people? I mean, because like I just love the smell of coffee and I normally just drink one cup a day. And sometimes I feel like I'm so busy, I don't even get to the whole, I'll have the cup on my desk all day long, and by, you know, a few hours, it's like iced coffee. But it's the smell that tantalizes me so much. Did you find anything about that?
3: Well, smell, I mean, that's an amazing, actually a great thing that you touched on. Um, Well, smell with a a lot of things, smell is almost a nostalgic sense for us. That when we smell something, you know, instantly, oh, this makes me think of the beach, this reminds me of what my kindergarten smelled like, or someone's house, or grandma's house, or a car, whatever it means. A lot of times smell is associated um, with some kind of memory um, or some essence. You know, I I love scented candles. But for me, I have to say, sometimes just the smell of coffee makes me feel awake, makes me feel, oh, it's it's morning. Um, So, yes, very much so. And caffeine, too, um, can have, again, positive and negative effects on your skin. Um, A lot of times they use caffeine, even if you're not ingesting it, um, they'll use it in cleansers. I actually have a facial cleanser that's called Morning Burst. And um, in it, it has, it's made with caffeine and papaya that, you know, give you that morning, that freshness. Um, because things have also shown that caffeine, you know, scrubbing, uh, coffee grounds on the skin can exfoliate, um, as well as awaken. Put that, you know, put, serve sort of these awakening things, uh, get out, dull residue, make you look more awake. I know, you know, as a gardener, a um, great thing. Yeah. It's to put coffee, I, old coffee grinds in there is a great natural fertilizer. So I'm not right, waking right. up your plants. Yeah.
2: Right. I was just thinking of that. And when you were just saying about, you know, we, when we use fragrances, you know, when there's a fragrance that's in something that we use, whether it is in a body lotion or um, candles or whatever, I was... <clears throat> just thinking about thanksgiving and what you know the things i want to do for our thanksgiving feast and just that smell of pumpkin or ginger or you know those kind of smells immediately bring you back to the holidays
3: so oh, completely yeah. So I, lo- I mean, I just just now it's fall on the way. I all my favorite. I love having scented candles. I must say, um, and I just recently bought a whole bunch of fall flavored ones. So it, you know, one is cinnamon cookies and pumpkin patch, or what? And I just love that smell. And it's it's interesting how certain again certain things you don't want at certain times, like in the summertime, I like it sort of smelling really clean and fresh and airy, and when it starts getting a little colder, I love the smell of pine, you know, pine trees and that makes me think of Christmas and things like, it, things like that, and espresso exactly. and coffee. In that's the exactly, that's exactly, I mean, I,
2: I just yesterday was doing the exact same
3: thing, I just bought a
2: bunch of fall smelling candles, but it was like you go outside, it's supposed to rain here in Northern California tonight, we're sure, hoping it does But there's, I just love the smell of the earth after a rain, and I love it. You know, I love all those smells. But getting back to the coffee, um, I just waking up. You know, there was that commercial, and I oh, that used to be a Folgers commercial, and I don't drink Folgers, but I just remember that commercial years ago. That you know, it's something that said something like. There's nothing better than waking up to Folgers in your cup, and yeah. and the commercial showed somebody you know somebody waking up, and it was the smell. It was like the aroma that mm-hmm. got you going, and that to me is what still does. I love waking up and smelling that you know that coffee smell, and uh, to me the smell if this makes sense, tastes better than it tastes. <laughs> it yeah. It, no. know I mean? <laughs> you know what
3: I mean? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, just in general, you know, when you walk into a Starbucks or wherever, you, you know, if you buy your local Joe somewhere, that it just smells like morning to me. And, and sometimes, you know, it's that thing, again, exactly, that just the smell of it before you even get to have it into your mouth, it, it awakes you. It makes you feel like, oh, okay, all right, I can do this. I'm ready for the day.
2: Well, I, got, I have to just uh, share a quick story because last night, your dad and I, we went to see Motown, the musical in San Francisco. And a little plug for Motown, in if any of you, doesn't matter what city it is, this is a Broadway production. It's about Barry Gordy and the whole start of uh, Motown, you know, in Detroit back in the 60s. And it takes you right up to present day. And, you know, we tend to just, Poo poo the idea of all these incredible musicians and what this music sounded like, and I mean, it, it, the place was rocking. It's so fabulous. So see it. But on the way there, it was really overcast and drizzling in San Francisco. And your dad must have said seven times until I finally said, "Enough! I don't want to hear it." I heard it. He goes, I have to stop and get some coffee. I have to stop and get some coffee because you know it was one of the it's a long work day, and we don't usually go out to see a major production and drive to San Francisco on a weekday when we're working and he was just really, really tired and By the time we got to San Francisco and you go to the orpheum, I mean it's really in the ghetto it's a beautiful theater, but it's in the ghetto, and it's not like there's any place you can pop in. And we're looking, looking, and, of course, he did see a Starbucks. And to bring it full circle to what we're talking about fall, they had the pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was fantastic. It was so great because this production was three hours long, and there was no place to go get something to eat. And so we just went in, and, you know, we grabbed a pumpkin latte coffee. And I never drink coffee in the evening, but it tasted
3: fantastic. Oh, and it was oh, yeah. And that's actually one last little quick thing I wanted to mention. It was talking about when I was saying how coffee in general is just about five calories. But another way that it can become kind of a uh, a real calorie killer and not is so healthy for you is all these various coffee drinks, lattes, mochas, frappuccino, all these things that can be anywhere from up to sometimes 500 up to 1,000 calories, especially when you're putting in creams and milks and it's not really – it's less of the coffee. For example, um, a latte is basically just a shot of an espresso um, or two shots, which is one to two ounces, and then about 16 ounces of milk. So if you use non-fat or 1%, that can be a good, healthy, you know, still more calories. Um, but if you're using whole fat, uh, whole fat milk or cream, that's really where it can add up. And so just being aware of what exact you know, when you're drinking these coffee things, sometimes uh, now there is a big, there. Ha- it has been, figured federally le- regulated in the United States. I'm not sure if everyone with the date that everyone had to become compliant,
2: but now almost
3: everywhere um, except for sort of mom and pop, but any uh, chain restaurants um, have to have full listings, and usually it's up on those boards of what the exact calorie content is of all their stuff because so many people think, oh, you know, almost because there in a box to look on the back that things are calorie-free when they're not. So, just being aware of the consumption in that way um, is another way that uh, coffee could have a negative effect versus a positive one. And that's a really
2: good point because, you know, we tend to think, we, we forget about all those things that we add to our coffee. And just one last thing before we go that is great to add to your coffee that adds another boost of health when you are drinking coffee is put a dash of cinnamon because you've talked Ooh, yeah. about you've talked about cinnamon in other shows and cinnamon is extremely healthy for you. And it is, uh, it does prevent a lot of, uh, a lot of health issues. So if you add just a little bit of cinnamon or nutmeg, then you won't need as much sugar or any of those other additives because you already have something that's rather flavorful. Well, I love this, uh, this talking about coffee. It makes me want to have a cup of coffee, although I'm having a cup of tea right now in our Tea for Two segment. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. go
3: ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, well, most definitely. So if you have a good book, uh, speaking of some of them that come from this show and you need some coffee to keep you awake, check out com as well as org. Hey,
2: I like that idea. Books and coffee always go together. And now that it's fall and then it'll be winter and the days are getting shorter and the nights are getting longer. It's the perfect time to pick up a book and start reading. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to go into the garden for a harvest festival. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am Cynthia Bryan.
3: And I'm Heather Brittany.
2: And we'll be back in a bit. Don't go away. The Star
3: You Are
0: The Star you-
2: Follow us on Twitter for more great
4: ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: Be the star you are. Light up the flames; that burns.
0: Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit be the org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts.
4: Donate today.
0: Be the, star you be
2: the
4: lucky star. Be
1: in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts. As our Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now here's Cynthia Bryan.
2: Well, we always have fun here on Star Style. Be the star you are. So thanks for joining our party. You are listening to us live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where our aim is always to inspire, motivate, and edutain you, bring you information as well as amusement and lots of research on things that are useful into your life. So uh, first of all, I want to make another announcement about this Saturday, Be The Star You Are has a booth at the Pear and Wine Festival. Sponsored by La Weekly Newspaper and Napa Valley Wealth Management. So thank you so very much for that. It's going to begin at 10 and go to 4 p.m. And that is held at the Moraga Commons Park in Moraga, California. For more information, visit btsya.org and click on events. And you will see um, everything there. We also have our 11th annual essay contest coming up very soon uh, in October and we are still looking for sponsors so if you're interested shoot me an email Cynthia at star-style.com well we love it now that it is autumn and fall I mean spring, summer and fall are my favorite favorite times of the year I'm not much of a winter person as you've heard me say many times before well then there is an, an English saying that says tickle it with a hoe and it'll laugh into a harvest. Well, growing up on our farm up in Napa Valley, I fondly remember the harvest festivals of September and October, which were organized by the local fire departments, the Farm Bureau, or the 4-H Club. And once all the crops had been harvested, the men would fire up these huge homemade grills laden with farm-raised chicken, lamb, pork, beef, and the ladies and kids, they'd prepare the potluck side dishes, usually from bushels of fresh fruit and vegetables. We would make these hay, ma- hay bale mazes. We would bob for apples. We'd have sack races, pinata punching. And those would be activities that were so entertaining for all of us who were young, just running around the fields and the barns. And the barnyards just made us all so happy. Except, uh, well, I shouldn't say except, except, one of the highlights was everybody anticipated the rhythms of the fiddles, the accordions, the drums, the horns, and the guitars because the music signaled that it was our time for foot stomping and that the barn dance had really begun and everyone was ready to kick up their heels. Now, this is what we would call a hoedown. And the whole meaning of hoedown was that you actually, the farmers finally put their hose down because the autumn was here. So as earnest gardeners who have not grown up in rural America, how do you know when it is time and ripe to harvest your produce? Nature usually has a way of informing us about the optimum time to pick our favorite vegetables and to pick our favorite fruits at, at the peak. For example, you know, berries, are right now they're they're plump they're juicy they're deep in color apples they fall into your hand the second they're touched that's when you know they're ready and our noses usually lead us to the sweet smell of a ripe pear or we we our eyes get like bright and excited when we see a, a deep red tomato or if you're trying to you know thump a crunchy melon you actually hear it so we use all of our senses to identify the best time to harvest, including our common sense. So if possible, we want to pick our produce early in the morning, just as the sun is rising and the air is cooler, and the crops are crisp, and that allows them to last longer. Because if you wait to pick them until it's really hot later in the day, things like lettuces, radishes, peas, chards, and leafy greens, they actually become limp and wilted. Now, the second best time to harvest your non-droopy crops like zucchini, grapes, tomatoes, and root vegetables would be in the early evening, preferably after the sun has set. Because what happens is that early sunbathing actually adds to the sugar in these vegetables. So, actually, those crops are better picked a little bit later. So, here are some time-tested suggestions to help you pick, pull, and pluck a sampling of your garden favorites at the peak of perfection. And speaking of grapes, I just wanted to say like on our ranch just this past weekend, we have finished the harvest of the grapes. Um, And so that's great because today it's supposed to rain and rain and harvest don't ever go well together. So here are some harvest hints. Apples. When you touch a ripe apple, regardless of the variety, It should need only a slight pull to fall off the branch and into your hand or into a basket. If you have to tug any harder, then it's not quite ripe. Beans. You want to pick the pods uh, when they swell and when the strings are still tender. Now, you want to pick string beans often because that encourages more bean development. Beets. You pull when the beets are about one and a half to two inches in diameter. And what you can do is you just take the beets grow. If you're not familiar with how beets grow, the beets are a root vegetable. And the the uh, purple, orange, or red part of the beet grows underground, but not very far underground, and it actually starts to surface. So you can just dust away some of the surface dirt and you can see how big the beet is. Then you pull it out. Now use the tops, cut the tops off and use them in cooking or chop them into salad. A lot of people cut off the beet tops, and a lot of times in stores, you see that the tops are already cut off, and you just get a, you know, a, some beets that are hooked together with rubber bands or something, but the tops are incredibly nutritious, and, and they taste a bit like Swiss chard, so don't discard those. Carrots, whether you are growing orange, purple, yellow, or white carrots, you loosen the soil when they're about a half to one inch thick, and then you just pull them straight out. And you can leave them in the, in the dirt for a while. Uh, sometimes they'll get a little bit woody, you know, which the texture is a little more stringy. But usually the sweetness still remains. Cucumbers. Do you want to harvest cucumbers when they are shiny and small? The bigger they get, the more bitter and they get more seedy. You know, the seeds just become seeds and, and they're not good to eat. Lemon cucumbers will be slightly yellow while English and Armenian cucumbers are green. And again, just as with beans, you want to pick uh, your cucumbers frequently because that will encourage more growth. Now, we are getting to the end of the harvest season now here in California. Probably in other parts of the country, you might almost be finished. I know I was talking to somebody on the East Coast, and it's already cold there, so only the root vegetables are probably okay. For us... We tend to have vegetables into October and sometimes into November. So young eggplants are the tastiest and the sweetest. And their flesh flesh is really glossy, purple. And you never want to pull on an eggplant. You just want to cut it with a sharp knife because otherwise you could pull the whole plant out. Fennel. Now, fennel grows pretty much year-round. But if you have bulbing fennel, you cut it at the soil line. And then you use the bulb as well as the ferny leaves in recipes. And if you don't have the bulbing fennel, I cut fennel at all, you know, on the stalk wherever I see that I can use it to chop into uh, to salads or into sauces. Some of the stalks are going to get too hard to use to eat, so you know, be, just be careful. Again, talking about grapes, if you're growing grapes, you know when they're ready to be harvested because you can do a taste test. And you never want to pull the bunch from the vine. Always use a sharp knife to cut the individual bunches. And never just pull individual grapes from a bunch because by doing that, when you leave those little stems that have a little bit of the flesh on it, it can rot the rest of the bunch. So you always want to cut bunches and if you're going to just cut a few berries off, cut those off. Don't pull them off. Kale. As long as you leave six to eight leaves of the kale on the stem, you can start picking kale as soon as it's established. Kale grows really quickly. And it'll continue to keep sending out more leaves. So this is something that kind of the more you cut, the more you'll get. Peppers. For the ultimate in flavor and sweetness, you want to allow peppers to grow to their very deepest color. Now, peppers come in all colors, too. You have, there's green peppers, red, yellow, orange, and even purple. I just picked one of mine today that is, was so deep purple, it was almost black. And it, I ate it actually right before I came on the show. It was really quite good. Now, what you do to pick a pepper is you twist it, and then you can pick it at whatever size you want. It could be small or medium or large. Pumpkins. Now, try to pierce the skin of a pumpkin with your fingernail. If it's too hard, then the pumpkin is uh, ripe. You cut the stem at least three inches long, and you let the pumpkin cure for a week or more in the sun. Pumpkins will last a really long time if they're stored at 48 to 50 degrees in a dry environment so what you'll find now is there are a lot of pumpkins in the stores grocery stores and other stores too because it is now fall and we're gonna be next month will be Halloween if you don't cut your pumpkin uh, for a Halloween jack-o'-lantern you'll be able to save it uh, for probably the rest of the fall and use it as a decor for your Thanksgiving or your front door. You can make a fall arrangement and still use it throughout. And then if you want to eat uh, the pumpkin, make sure that you keep something underneath it, like a piece of cardboard or a piece of wood, because if you set it on cement or brick or something where it can get moisture, it's going to rot. You can cut the pumpkin, save the seeds to use to plant in your garden, or you can roast the seeds and eat pumpkin seeds. Now, tomatoes, for the richest flavor of tomatoes, you have to be very patient and you have to wait for your tomato to reach its full ripened color for whatever variety you have. When rain threatens, definitely go out and pick your green tomatoes. And you can just leave them on the counter. They usually will ripen up uh, at room temperature. But whatever you do, don't ever refrigerate tomatoes after picking because they lose nutrients and they especially lose taste. So the end of crop harvesting really heralds the beginning of autumn everywhere as a time for rejoicing. So although in cities, towns, and suburbia, attending a barn dance may not be in the cards, there are a number of festivals to celebrate. So check the the, uh, La Marinda Weekly newspaper, which came out today, if you live in Northern California, to see festivals that are happening Join us at our pear festival that is happening this weekend. As I said earlier, visit btsya.org and go to events. We're going to be there's going to be music and food and wine and crafts and a kids zone and um, lots of toasts going on. So just remember it's harvest homecoming everywhere around the country right now. So cue the fiddles and happy growing and happy glowing. And yes, this is the best time of the year for you to start planting a garden. I have been getting emails from people who are talking about pulling out their lawns and putting in drought-resistant gardens, or they want to refresh their landscape. And this is the time of year to do it, wherever you are in the country. When the soil is still warm, but the days are shorter, the nights are longer, and it's cool at night, This is a great time to get planting. So go ahead and visit your um, garden center. See what's out there. And if you want to just put some color spots in, which are plants that are going to add some color to your garden, this is going to be, um, this is the time to do it. And the garden centers are full of things right now. So when we come back from break, we're going to talk about Costa Rica and we'll give you some travel tips and some great things to do as well as adventures and the biodiversity and the ocean and the rainforest. It's just, it's going to be fun. So stay with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. And during the break, why don't you check out the charity, be BeTheStarYouAre.org, or maybe pick up a copy of one of our empowerment books at StarStyleRadio.net and click on the store. I'll be back in a bit. Be the,
0: star you are, the star you are. Be the star you are.
4: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
2: How to improve your efficiency? Well, it's easy. Get organized. So, here are four tips to help you. Number one, ditch the open door policy at work. Every interruption is just that an interruption from your focus. Schedule an hour a day or an hour a week to meet with your team. This teaches others the value of your work while allowing them to grow their decision making skills. Ditch the digital distractions. Allow a set amount of time to check tests and social media. Use services that automate the tasks that break your concentration. Third, embrace time frames. Batch similar activities together and do them at the same time every day. Fourth, get rid of the devices at bedtime. All the research indicates that reading on digital devices in bed disrupts your sleep patterns because of the emission of that blue light. Use your tech devices in another room before retiring for the night then turn them off and go into your bedroom. You may just want to read the old-fashioned way with a book. So those are just four simple organizing skills, and you will learn to be more productive. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan from Star Style with another business bite. For more information about Star Style, visit StarStyleProductions.com or call 925-377-STAR. Well, thank you so much for staying with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are, our power Party. Well, as if any of you follow me on any of my blogs, you might have known that I was recently traveling in Costa Rica and it was a fantastic, fantastic time and I've had lots of people say you know, tell us more about what you're doing or what you did and give us some tips, et etc and especially people at other charities who, uh, you know, get a certain time of year. Now, just so you know, I mean, I was traveling in uh, late August, early September, and that's the wet season in Costa Rica. So it is a time where it rained every day. There were huge thunder and lightning storms. They were amazing and gorgeous. But the weather was really warm, and it's actually rather hot and humid. I didn't experience any bugs. I think I got one or two bites. Some other people said there were bugs. I didn't see any to be, really, I didn't see any bugs or uh, have those. But it is hot and humid there. But it is such a magical place. It has a very diverse um, ecosystems. And visiting Rincon de Vieja is um, a must. This is, Rincon de Vieja is a national park in the province of Guanacaste. Now, why do I say that is um, is it is you want to go to all the different regions if you possibly can when you're there, but a lot of people, you know, you're just going to one region. Now, I've been to Costa Rica. I think this was my sixth time, so I've you know I've been throughout Costa Rica. So this time we went to the northwest uh, area. And it's called Guanacaste. And the main volcano area there is called Rincón de la Vieja. It's a national park. And it's located about 40 minutes from the Liberia airport or the town of Liberia. And when you go there, there's a plethora of adventures awaits you from hiking and tubing and ziplining and rope swinging and rappelling and horseback riding and rock climbing, swimming, soaking in volcanic mud baths walking through the rainforest, bird watching, and lots of animal encounters. Something about that area is when you go to Costa Rica, you're not going to find that the roads are that wonderful. Uh, there are more paved roads this time that I was here. The last time I was there was 14 years ago. And the last time they were so potholed and gravelly and dirt that it would take us, oh, we could go maybe two or three miles an hour, and it was really hard going. This time, the main roads were paved, but once you start going up to the volcanoes or you go off on a hike, you're going to find all these potholed uh, roads. And Of course, when you visit in the rainy season with a rental car without four-wheel drive, you've got to be a little bit careful. Now, we didn't have four-wheel drive. We made it just fine. We just went really slowly and carefully uh, but some of the roads, when it would start raining, it would like flood immediately. And what you have to know about the roads uh, is that is they are used for everything. In other words, here in America, you don't usually see people walking on the highways unless their car is broke down and they're trying to get off the highway. In Costa Rica, there's not really what we call highways, but there are you know roads that they call highways. And on those highways, people are walking. Bicycles are on their bicycles. And people are walking, three, four people arm in arm. There are oxen on there. There are people riding their horses. They're farmers with their tractors. So it's the way that people get from one area to another are their roads. So driving at night is very challenging because people a lot of times don't have lights. So you have to go very carefully. You don't want to hit anybody. You don't want anything bad to happen. The excitement of being in the rainforest, there are howler monkeys just everywhere. There are so many uh, birds. And, it, you know, it's so exciting because the sounds, you sometimes just feel like you are in Disneyland. One of the things we did is we want, went on this canopy tour that was at the the Hacienda de, de, uh, de I can't pronounce this word. It's an Indian word. It's gualap. I think that's how you pronounce it Hacienda wallpin and it was absolutely superb day of excitement and it was very very reasonable for $85 dollars we were able to go riding horses through the rainforest on a beautiful hike through the jungle to a gorgeous waterfall that you know there's nobody there it's beautiful. We went for two hour tubing down the Rio Negro River. And when I say tubing, I always think of a float trip. This was like a, this is a rushing river, like you're going in a raft, if you've ever been river rafting, but instead you're in a great big tractor tube that has netting under it so that you don't hurt your bottom and you don't fall, you know, your bottom doesn't fall out. But you got to watch out for your arms and your legs because you, it's like bumper tubes. You are bumping against boulders. And. Sometimes you go over a waterfall, and not a big waterfall, but, you know, one that's three or four feet, and you flip over. Uh, So you are wearing life jackets, and you are wearing helmets, and it is through the most beautiful, beautiful terrain and rainforest with the birds and the monkeys and the butterflies. And, you know, I actually thought I was on uh, a ride at Disneyland. It felt like this could have been the Jungle Cruise, something, and I I kept saying uh, to my husband my gosh, Disneyland should actually make one of these, but it would probably be dangerous. I'm not sure. It was, But it was, it was really great. Then uh, went ziplining, which most people know what ziplining is. But this was one of the most challenging zip line. It was eight different platforms and all gradually higher than the other, over canyons, some of them several hundred feet down, and rivers. And then you, uh, there was an area you could choose if you wanted to do rappelling and rock climbing. Or you could hike and go to the next zip. Well, we decided to do the rappelling and the rock climbing. And you rappel down this canyon to a, a like a one foot wide platform. Then you have to get on a Tarzan rope and you have to swing across the river. And uh, you are tethered the whole time, so there is it's you're definitely feel safe that if for any reason you should fall. You know, you would be caught by this tether that you're on. I don't think anybody should do it if not, because the canyon below is several hundred feet and it would be a definite death. But the rock climbing was so challenging. It was up a very, very steep cliff with very small areas for your hands and your feet. And halfway up, both my hands and my feet went numb. And I thought, oh my gosh, I am not going to make it. But I did. But it was was exhausting. And then they did, there was horizontal rock climbing and more rope swings. Uh, And then it's followed by, you drive a few miles to this volcanic area where there's volcanic mud. And then they had several, and it's all in the rainforest. You have to go on a big hike. And there are natural hot springs. So it was really quite amazing to have that. Experience and you can all you can do that uh, at Rencon de Vieja. We ran into two young men who were very adventuresome from Los Angeles who had been traveling throughout uh, Costa Rica and they had already been doing they had done similar things in different areas and had done the ATV riding and they actually when they ziplined they did it upside down. And so it's, it's exciting, all the things you can do. And then river rafting is fantastic. Then when you get to the ocean, the, uh, the water in the ocean was about 85 degrees. And I'm a swimmer, so I was swimming literally all day, every day, snorkeling, went out on a sailboat in the pouring rain, thunder and lightning, and we got up close and personal within a few feet of humpback whales and that was that was pretty exciting and there were a lot of dolphins that were out there too um, the guide that was on um, that was diving with us he was catching octopus and oysters and puffer fish and all different things and bringing them to us so that we could hold them and look at them and of course then you release everything so i i really recommend a trip to costa rica and i imagine that any place I think any place you go is really great. Now, there's obviously different levels that you can go to when you go to Costa Rica. Some people want the five star resort, and other people want to travel like a Costa Rican. And we were um, on this trip, we did both because we were guests of some friends of mine in the movie business who had actually won a trip to Costa Rica to stay at a five-star resort called Reserva Conchal for a week. And it was a four-bedroom place, so we were one of their guests that we got to stay there. But we also spent a few days just in a local hotel, the Conchal Hotel, that's run by local people, very modest, but beautiful, beautiful grounds, a wonderful restaurant called Papaya where it was all fresh fruits for, veg- for breakfast, you know, like pineapple and ki- uh, not kiwi, um, lychees. I was so excited to see lychees growing in Costa Rica and had to go and buy lychees off the street. And, um, you know, the avocados and just all this kind of fresh, uh, fresh uh, food. And then the restaurants on the beach are the, are the most fun. The ones that are just the holes in the wall where the fishermen come in with the lobsters and the fresh fish and the farmers come in with their fresh produce and the food is made right there. So that was all really, it's all really great to do. So my thing when we travel is we really do like getting in there with the locals. And to me, that's the best way. You know, I mean, you can go to... Resorts anywhere and not I'm not knocking them but there are four seasons and there are Westons and there are uh, Hiltons and Hyatts and all of these kind of things where you could get pizza and uh, it in every in every country but when you're going to a country why not you know do it like the locals do so we always seek out what are the best places to go as a local and that's what we did so one of our favorite, favorite places was a beach called uh, Flamingo Beach. And there was a restaurant called Coco Loco, where it's literally wooden, some wooden tables that look like recycled wood with just some chairs. They put them right in the sand, right where the waves like come up to you. And they serve everything that's locally caught. And their, their favorite dish is called Coco Loco, which is a fish dish served in a coconut and then the local cocoa is a drink that is made with coconut water and coconut milk and I don't know what was in it but it was it was great and so the things like that are, are really amazing. The sunsets are killer in Costa Rica and you can't go there without being at the beach especially if you're like me and you are a beach person. In any case Check out um, Costa Rica if you're thinking of a great vacation. The people are lovely. They're just so absolutely uh, so cordial. They're so happy to see you. And it's a very safe country. And, um, you know, and it's not expensive if you do it the local way. If you do it the American way, it might be. But there are a lot of deals going there. And you can look on TripAdvisor. I am a writer at TripAdvisor, so you can check out Costa Rica. I think I posted maybe 20 different uh, reviews. So if you're going, check it out. Well, thank you for being great listeners and staying tuned with us uh, here on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. Every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Next week, we have a great author coming back. Nola Hennessy will be with us. So don't forget to uh, be Here on Star Style. Make sure to visit StarStyleProductions.com and check out our books at StarStyleRadio.net under books. If you'd like to get involved with the charity, be a sponsor or donate, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. That's BeTheStarYouAre.org. We hope that you've had some fun today and some amusement and gained some knowledge. And remember, until next week when we celebrate again, Love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Heather and Heather Brittany was with us earlier for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. I'll see you next week. the star you
0: are. The star you are.